give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, sit down and watch a movie in hopes that we can ironically enjoy it. Joe, what did we put on this week? Tom and Jerry, 2021. HBO Max delivers again. If a picture of this mouse is tweeted up to Instabook Face or Tiki Talk, we will be ruined. No, sir, that's not gonna happen. That rodent is toast. He's dying on us. I think I might have just pulled this off. What did you tell me uh, when we started this? It's only an hour for well, okay. You exclaimed an hour forty one. Mm-hmm. I said it's only an hour forty one. It's only ten minutes extra than a normal animated movie. That's true. Uh, those ten minutes really add up when. Oh yeah, they add up when thirty minutes in the movie. You think you're an hour. Now you also said something to me before this, which was that you think this movie had the potential to be good. Now, to be fair, that's a good attitude to go into. Yeah, a movie it did with. have the potential. It it squandered it, unsurprisingly, <laughs> but squandered nonetheless. So this is by uh, director Tim Story, director of everyone's favorite, The Fantastic Four, The Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Shaft. And six Not Kevin Hart Shaft. comedies. Yeah, I don't I don't keep up with Kevin Hart comedies like I do. I Shaft. Think. Shaft could have been so good. So could have this. Mm. But here, here's what we have. So, Joe, what was the story of Tom and Jerry? Of Tim Story's Tom and Jerry. The what story the of Tim, Tim Story's. Story of Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry are moving to New York. Jerry's looking for a house. Tom's looking to play with John Legend. Yeah. he get, <laughs> Pay he, a piano with John Legend. He sees a billboard of John Legend and then like it changes in his mind and it's like John and Tom. And I'm like, did they trick John Legend into being in this? Is this going to be like the finale? That's what I thought it was going to be. No. But that's just the side story. The real story is Chloe Grace Moretz is wanting to be a concierge at a hotel. I'm not sure she really wants to. She just she wants, wants a job. A job. <laughs> And she's willing to cheat her way into getting one. What was her first job when she was driving the bike with the laundry? I think it was a laundry delivery person. I don't know. (laughs) They didn't explain it. She just had a bunch of clothes in a basket and a bike. Yeah. Yeah. I don't live in New York. Maybe that's something people do. She goes into this hotel to... Get that uh, continental breakfast. Yeah. And she sees this woman and she just starts staring at her for some reason. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. Because she has a suitcase with like locks on it. Ah, but then eventually it turns into them talking and Chloe realizing that this woman has flown to London to take a position at this hotel. And so from London. Yes. And so she then is like, I'm in charge of the hotel. You have failed your interview. Let me see your resume. Nope, this isn't good enough. Leave. The woman does. And then she takes that resume is like, give me a job, Michael Pena. No. What's his name from Deadpool 2? Peter. Rob Delany. Rob Delany. He is the only good thing about this movie. He knows exactly what kind oh, yeah. of movie he's in. He's great. He's having a good time. Who's having a good time? Not in it enough to save the movie. But now, Joe, you might be wondering why this Chloe Grace Moretz story about her trying to keep her job that she stole at a hotel has anything to do with Tom and Jerry. I sure am. I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> Because making an hour and a half long Tom and Jerry chase would be a little too expensive. Well, let's start there, shall we? Why does there need to be a Tom and Jerry movie? I don't think there does. 
They work best in 20 minute doses, 10 minute doses, even better. And like 10 minute shorts with different scenarios. I think if you look at the world of animation, you've got things like Looney Tunes, which are evergreen. Perfect. You can update them to the modern era. Doesn't mean they'll always be good, but you know, I never think that they are doomed to be stuck in the past. And you have like things are just so iconic that it would be weird not to have them around. Like Mickey Mouse. No one really cares about Mickey Mouse anymore. Mm. But it'd be weird for there not to be Mickey Mouse stuff on Disney Channel. And then you have stuff that's stuck in the past, but that's the charm. Like Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo should not be updated at all. It should just be in the 60s. Tom and Jerry is none of these. Tom and Jerry, and I'm sorry, I, I get it, Joe. You're a fan of them. And I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. But why does Tom and Jerry survive into the modern era? Do they even? Like, I wonder. Sorry. Maybe bored me to death. Like, I guess their shtick the past couple of years has been these weird animated movies where you just throw them into it. Into an IP. Into like, an IP, yeah. yeah. Like, Which I don't get. I think they work better, like, it's just a chase thing where you have the world of animation to make the chase fun. But there's better chase cartoons, too. Like, I would take Wile E. Coyote over. I wouldn't. I never liked Wile E. Coyote. Or, like, Tweety Bird and Sylvester you know, eat. Tom and Jerry already ha- always had this like visceral like cartoon violence to it. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to pretend like I didn't enjoy Tom and Jerry growing up. It's just I don't know why the director of Shaft his next project was like, well, I've killed all potential for future Shaft movies. Let's do a cartoon next, guys. I've got an idea for a Tom and Jerry movie. So Chloe Grace Moretz is trying to hold on to a job. <laughs> And Colin Jost is there trying to get married. Yeah, there's a marriage plot too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are Tom and Jerry in this movie? That's a really great question. Do you Why think- is every animal cartoon? I mean, I guess it's better than Tom and Jerry being the inconsistent animals in the movie. Would you rather this been like a 3D animated movie? What do you mean? Like, like in- a fully 3D animated? Yeah, instead of hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Commit. <laughs> Commit one way or another. They just, they never look good in the backgrounds. They're always kind of just like floating around yeah like oh from the very start when the pigeons are like flying around that was where that was where i knew i was like oh they didn't try in the first five minutes they do the same shot twice where something is falling down but it's falling down the center screen while the screen is still moving downwards they would just be falling in one direction they wouldn't be falling like diagonally yeah this is not as bad as Dr. Doolittle was in just in terms of bringing like 3d things into a real world, at least this conformed to like lighting. And like, I think mm-hmm. they had an idea of where they were going to move their camera. It's just, I don't think the animation works. No, I think if it was like straight up 2d, it would have worked a little better, but now there's like stuff has dimension to it, but it doesn't at the same time, but yeah, sometimes it does. They're almost 2d, but they are still 3d models. And I think that messes with how they look in a space. Mm-hmm. I would like to see, and this is the part of my brain kicking in, which is like, I wouldn't have enjoyed this movie anyway. I want it to turn into a full train wreck. I want hyper real Tom and Jerry. Like just a normal cat and a normal mouse. <laughs> yes, but they still have to make all the expressions of the cartoon one. Uh, uh, I want them to use digital fur technology. Oh, uh, no. Like the first Sonic trailer. I think. Oh God. Oh, don't, don't, don't bring that back. I can still remember what that looks like vividly. Just close your eyes and he'll always be with you. Back to 2019. Simpler time. We weren't waiting for stuff to premiere on HBO Max in hopes that we'd get something out of it. Should we change our name to Hot Trash or yeah, instead of Hot Trash Unlimited, Hot Trash Max? 
<laughs> Hopefully they'll be back one day. Yeah. So what, how would you like the human stars in this? I compared this to the Rocky and Bullwinkle live action movie. Came out 20 years ago where this movie probably should be. But um, I was calling it a perfectly, a remarkably unremarkable movie. Yep. And like, I don't think this is as unremarkable as that movie. This definitely leans more towards bad, but the live cast is not the, the cast is not the reason it's purely their like writing and stuff. I think everybody's just like working with what they got. Man, Michael Pena is playing this way too straight. And then he gets like two scenes <laughs> to be goofy. Michael Pena is someone I've like stopped liking almost in everything ever since I found out he was a Scientologist, which it, was right around the time of fantasy Island where I'm like, man, you're not fun. <laughs> that's a shame. Cause I really do like him as an actor, but you know, it belonged to the crazy cult. Can't quite blame Blame you. Chloe Grace Moretz is, she's doing something here. Yeah. It's not quite phoning it in, but she's not going full 100%. Just to be fair, don't want her to. Colin Jost is here. Rob Delling, he's doing a good job, though. Colin Jost probably has funnier lines than this than he's had in the last three years of <laughs> SNL. Uh, he's another one where, like, no one's smiling. Everybody's just, like, got this, like... Huh? Expression on their face. It's weird. Yeah, and it's just like, why would a kid like this plot? Like, if you're gonna have a human plot, make it one a kid would like. A you lot say of- this. I loved Alvin and Chipmunks as a kid. Yeah, the movie's kind of boring. Uh, I'd say that plot still caters more to kids. Yeah. Although there are a lot of kids' movies that are set in hotels. Home Alone Two, <laughs> Dunstan checks in. Hotel for Dogs. I mean, the sweet life of Zach and Cody. That's not a movie, but okay. Yeah, but it's still a kid's thing set in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And Hotels like, are magical places when you're a kid. Yeah, but this one. The hotel's think, not really magical. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lobby. It's the same hallway. It's a lobby in a hallway. Yeah. A real weird green screen hallway at one point, too. Yeah. Tim Story drops some very interesting, and he didn't write this, so I shouldn't pin this all on him. But uh, whoever did write this dropped in some very dated pop cultural references. Didn't they? They got everything from the Warriors to Batman 89. They watched Young Frankenstein at one point. And listen, like, not saying these are bad movies, but I think it just shows how out of touch. And I don't want references in my Tom and Jerry thing, but the fact that you're trying to put in references and then the most recent thing you're referencing is Batman 89. And TikTok. I hate, I, mm, this movie, I, I despise this on so many levels. And it's because like, if I really go off on it, then I'll be wasting my time mm-hmm. because no one will remember this movie in a week. And, uh, and how much like, screen time did Tom and Jerry have combined in this movie? I'd say 40 minutes in the hour and 40, but probably just them. Probably like 25. Yeah, me too. They probably had a cartoons worth. You, uh, you didn't like the soundtrack. Yeah. It doesn't match at all. It's this just urban New York hip hop. Once again, all dated. Like yeah. it's, it's like Tribe Called Quest and stuff. They do they do play some Anderson Pack over the credits, but like once again, it feels like these people they haven't just updated any of their cultural knowledge. It's Tom and since Jerry like just do chase ago. music. Like da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't know what chase music sounds like. It doesn't sound like this. I don't think the soundtrack's necessarily a problem. I just think it it's distracting. How out of date yeah. it is. I liked most of the songs outside of the movie. So like, but we're not talking about outside yeah, of the movie. We're talking about in, in context of the movie. Hearing them in the context of the movie, they don't take too much away. Except I do think it's very odd to see a tribe called Quest song sung by a bunch of pigeons opening the movie. So there was a post credit scene. I didn't watch it. Yeah, um, Colin Jost goes up to the hotel staff and is like, "You're charging me for both weddings," and they're like, "Yep." 
And that's the scene. <laughs> Glad I waited in the theater while those uh, poor movie employees were trying to clean. Oh, wait. Could we're tie, still at home. Could have tied into the Hanna-Barbera universe set up in last year's movie, Scoob. It's not Hanna-Barbera, though. It's Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. Didn't Hanna-Barbera make Invent? Nope. I'm pretty sure they created Tom and Jerry. It was Warner Brothers. Look this up. Okay. If I win, Joe, then you have to name your first child after Tim's story. Do you agree to these terms? Created by Hanna-Barbera. Ha ha ha. I can't wait to meet your son, Tim Story II. WB Gain Rights. Oh, in 2006, huh? What a useless IP to gain rights to. Oh, so yeah, I watched the first WB show they did, Tom and Jerry Tales, when I was a kid. That's probably why I associate it with, because that was the Tom and Jerry I grew up on. Warner Brothers has the Looney Tunes. Why are they bothering with Tom and Jerry? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm coming off like I hate Tom and Jerry in this. I don't. I just... It's perfectly unremarkable. Remarkably unremarkable. This movie did make me angry just how... I could see how bad it was going to be from the opening and every, every second confirmed <laughs> by my disappointment. There was never any hope. No. There was never a moment where I was like, oh, this is getting better. It's It's been thrown to the wolves like all Warner Brothers movies. It's been a success pandemic wise. Has it? 40 million on an 80 million budget. It made that in theaters? Yeah. Wow, kids movies, man. Okay, never mind. Maybe this is what's going to save cinema. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say its failure is going to be forgotten and at just like the movie will be. But you know what? Maybe this is saving cinema. Like pandemic numbers? That ain't bad. Sorry, Mr. Nolan. Tenet couldn't save the theatrical experience. <laughs> Tom and Jerry, is it? But Tim's story. <laughs> Coming from the All back hail. with the chair. All hail. Any last thoughts on... Tom and Jerry. No. What would you rate this movie? Oh, this is getting a bad with like just a bunch of vehement anger. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad. It's an easy bad. Yeah. Um, no question. There was never any hope. What's the next HBO Max movie we're watching for this podcast? Kong v. Godzilla? It's either that or Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's not until April. Okay, then. It's, it's Kong. Yeah, probably. Well, we will see you back when the, when the kaijus swing fists. And the kaijus roar. One of them doesn't have a fist. Well, I guess Godzilla. He's got kinda, little hands. Yeah, he can kind of make a fist. Y'all know if he can throw very far. Uh, do you need a thumb to make a fist? Is the thing. 